Hello, hello, hello. I'm Alex. And I am Paula. And you're listening to Deep Space Girl. Do it. Engage. Fascinating. There she goes. And we're back. Today. Who would have thunk this possible? <laughs> I don't even know which episode this is. <laughs> like, which number. Which I don't know. When. I don't know. To give you a little peek behind the curtain, we're pre-recording a lot of this because Paula is going away for two months for her internship. And we were like, yeah, we're going to switch over to a weekly, cha like, you know, upload schedule. <laughs> well, it was I, um, a great idea. Brilliant. The best idea we've had so far. But yeah, um, today is finally back to TNG. It's been a while. It's been a Probably, long maybe, time. for us at least. I mean, not only for us. I think, yeah, it's quite like we've had a lot of stuff before. A lot of Marvel stuff. Then a lot of just shenanigans. Um, but yeah, we're back. And what we're doing to do, what we're doing to do, to do. Yeah, I can I can speak. <laughs> God, this is already terrible. Um, yeah, but what we're doing today is we will talk about, I would say, one of the most beloved Star Trek characters. Definitely one of the most well-known, yeah. Yeah, he is definitely up there, as you might have already seen, looking at, I don't know, the episode description and stuff, <laughs> and the title. Wow. Um, we're talking about Data. We are definitely talking yeah. about Data today. Um, yeah, all about all about him, actually. All I don't know. The thing is, like, since Data is one of the most present characters in TNG, yeah, he is everywhere. Yeah, all at once, he does it all. So that's a lot to talk about. Yeah. So I would suggest that maybe we dive right in, unless yeah. you have other things you want to say. Not really. So we can <laughs> we can just start. So Data wasn't born; he was assembled. <laughs> In the year of 2336. <laughs> wow, I know, I know, I'm getting better at this every day. And he died because, yeah, he died. He died in 2379 <laughs> in the movie Nemesis. But only like his physical form. Yeah, I didn't write down when he died, died. I can look it up later if you want to. Like I think when his like conscience 2390-ish. Yeah. Was. And he yeah. technically died in the in 19th century. Before. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much to talk about with Data. Yeah. Like I said, I tried. <laughs> it's hard. Yes. Okay. But one thing we can all be like certain about is that he, he is an android created mm -hmm. by Dr. Noonien Singh. How many times I have mixed up Noon Dr. and Singh and Soon, like Soon and yeah. Singh. Like I'm like every time I'm like, is this the real one? I'm not quite sure. One of them is Khan and one of them is this guy. Yeah, <laughs> but I hope this was the right one. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Singh type androids. Yes, yeah. that's right. Um, it's also <laughs> confusing. Anyway, um. Yes, on Omicron Theta, Theta, I don't know, um, <laughs> which is a colony, just just a colony. Um, also, <laughs> Noonien Singh made six other androids, probably around that number, not quite sure. Um, they're not quite sure. Um, and yeah, he has a brother. 
data. Mm-hmm. His name is Lore, and he is evil. <laughs> well, yeah. Kind of. Um, Not only not... kind of, he's very evil. <laughs> yeah. So evil. Yep, he is. Anyway, um, Data doesn't remember his early life, which is kind of sad. But, like, Singh and his wife, assume. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure anymore now. <laughs> oh, no, this is a disaster already. Wait, 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 wait. I do have the... I do have the just let no. him let, let let us call him the creator the i feel creator. like that the creator of data the thing is i do have the i do have the um soon no it's soon see uh. i already soon type android i don't know why i wrote this down wrong so dr mm. nunian soon he made them and his wife also was there her name's juliana um so basically, they like raised Data when he was little, but then they had to flee. Not little, but like, when he was young, like when he was, you know, just assembled. And they had to leave Data behind because you all know what happened. The crystalline entity attacked Omicron Data. Um, that's an ongoing storyline in TNG, one which I find riveting every time. <laughs> so dumb. Um, so yeah, Data was inactivated, but then he was deactivated when he was discovered by a, like, an away team from the USS Tripoli in 2338. The colony by that time had then been destroyed and he was there alone. Yeah, um, like, you know, he became a person, basically, and he applied to Starfleet Academy, um... He was like he didn't really have a problem getting in, except for one person who resisted against that idea. Who and I'm sure could it be? At home everyone will be like, "Oh, Bruce Maddox," just like Alex always like, does and says and is mm, on the grounds that Data is not a sentient being. Mm. Um, yes, but Data was admitted eventually in twenty three forty one. He was a very good scholar, you know how it is. He was like yeah. studious very into learning new things but he struggled with social conventions um which we know because he told wesley he was mm-hmm. pranked quite a few times and he graduated in 2345 with honors in exobiology and pro- probability mechanics i don't even want to know what that is honestly because like isn't exobiology i know what exobiology oh, is but probability mean- mechanics is like you know, like it sounds awful. It's I the- could ask my brother. I will. I shall. You can. You can. I shall ask. Okay. okay. So his first assignment was to the USS Trieste. Trieste. Not quite sure. Hmm. Spelled with an I and an E. So oh, anything's fair game. Um, <laughs> and then he was made a lieutenant commander by the year of twenty three sixty and assigned to the Enterprise D as a second officer in twenty three sixty four. Um, he had received a lot of honors. Like, he's a very decorated officer because he got by the year, of, like, a year after he, like, first got to the Enterprise, he had already gotten the Starfleet Command Decoration for Gallantry, the Medal of Honor with Clusters, and the Legion of Honor and a Star Cross. So, Dana is really, like, he's all that, you know? <laughs> he really yep. is. So, like, I'm going to talk a little bit about what like went down with him on the Enterprise D because it's like a little a bit lot. like it's a lot like he's there for yeah. all seven seasons and he frequently like gets stuff to do which is great mm-hmm. but also like I like I could talk like for 
a couple hours if I just yeah. talked about it all. So yeah, just do the important stuff. Yes. So he basically served as operations officer and also as second officer in his first year. Um, you know, like that was what he did, and he like continued to do that. Like he stayed the second officer, but like his assignment varied. Um, when we like went to the season. Yeah. Basically. Um, like in his first year, they already traveled back to Omicron Theta and had an encounter, encounter with Lore, <laughs> who then acted as Data and tried to take over the ship. Oh no, <gasps> who would have guessed? And um, Data, Shocking. of course, stopped him and Wesley transported him into space. Lore. Yeah. Um, he was then picked up by a Peglet ship later on, but like... <laughs> two <laughs> years later. Yeah, two years two later. Years. That's what <laughs> Yeah, well, um, so then 2365, so that's season two then, I think, um, mm -hmm. Picard was supposed to give him to Bruce Maddox for experimentation <sighs> on his positronic brain. Um, obviously, that's measure of a man. I think that's like <clears throat> the most important episode um, we've mm. already talked about. No, this. we will talk about it. Oh, that's the one after this, right? Yeah. Alrighty. Mm. Um, <laughs> something to look forward to <laughs> yeah I'm just gonna like shortly talk about this a little bit yeah. so basically Data um, wants to resign because he's like I don't want to die because they would upload his conscious in consciousness into like a computer and then he would kind of like yeah. stop existing um, but yeah Maddox says um, that Data can't resign because he's the property of Starfleet and no sentient being so he has no rights um, all of this becomes a legal issue and in which we have Picard defending Data and his, like, standpoint and Riker arguing on the, like, standpoint of Maddox because he has to, like, they make him do it because otherwise, like, everything would basically fall to pieces. Um, um, basically, it all gets ruled in Data's favor in the end and he has the right to choose what happens to him. But because Data is a good guy, he offers Maddox that he, like, regularly regularly communicates with him and like tells him about his experiences yeah. and shit which then happens in data's day mm -hmm. amazing um like i said tons of stuff happens in seven seasons like you have the time travel that you already had <laughs> earlier mentioned and that was the 18th century by the way where they in time wasn't it like 1800 something something i don't know i think memory alpha said the 18th century oh well then fair enough I don't know when uh, the guy left, so who knows? <laughs> Me neither. So I'm I can look it up. Like, don't stress I about don't. it. <laughs> also, I don't care about it. Honestly, well, like, <laughs> I don't know why you dislike these episodes so much. They're so much fun. Yeah, I don't know. Like, they're okay. Like, it's, yeah, it's quite funny. So, like, like you said, time travel happens. And he also commands the Enterprise for a number of times, which is fun. Um, he chews out Worf in between. Um, so, yeah. One important thing that happens to him is that he acquires an emotion ship from mm -hmm. Lore, which he then installed in 2371. Um, that was during Generations, where a lot of stuff happened. <laughs> yeah. And he, like, has his first emotion, like, his first, like, full, I don't know, like, what they are calling his first emotion, when the D crashes. And he looks for his cat yeah. spot, and then he finds it, and then he cries tears of joy. And I'm like, mm, cute. Thing is, like, he has some emotions before that, but like that's a yeah point. It's of 1893, so it is a 19th century. Yeah. So memory alpha lied to me then. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. 
Okay, let's talk about let's talk about Data's relationships. The thing is, like if you watch TNG, like everything that happens to them also happens to Data. Yeah. That's one thing to say. So relationships. His best friend, obviously, Jordi LaForge. We already talked about that in Jordi's episode. He is good friends with most of the crew though. So like mm. he's close friends with Wesley and with Riker and Beverly and with Worf, which is amazing. Like they're all there for each other. Like that's why TNG is amazing yeah and he sees picard as a mentor and like he always gives him advice and also like advocates for him when he can as we saw in measure of a man and also mm -hmm. in you know the other one <laughs> with la the episode oh, Jesus. uh the offspring yes the offspring that's right um but obviously his most important relationship is to his cat <laughs> spot like i don't know but i think i think it is honestly yeah i mean it's his pet you know yeah like your pet you love it more than anything else it's just yeah. it's just a fact of life <clears throat> also he had some romantic endeavors um <laughs> with jenna desora desora i think is her name yeah <laughs> it's an interesting episode he basically it, finds yeah. out that romantic relationships aren't logical and then he breaks up with her yeah <laughs> It is super cringy, but also look like when you think about it, you're like, oh yeah, that was funny. But when you when you're watching it, you're like, oh, oh no, yeah, basically, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so Data has a lot of hobbies. He likes holodeck adventures with his friends, like mm -hmm. for example, playing Sherlock Holmes with Jordy as Watson, mm -hmm. or he participates in the Dixon Hill holo novels with his, you know, friend, mentor, Captain Picard. And he likes to paint, he likes acting, he likes writing poetry, he plays the violin, the classical guitar, and the oboe. He's Damn. a man of many talents. <laughs> Basically of all the talents. Like, everything you could ever, like, try to pursue as a hobby, mm. I think Data has done it. I mean, yeah. Point. He cannot swim, though. Yeah, which is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> he walks on the ground. Like Wolverine. Like Wolverine, that's exactly yeah. right. So, yeah, like, that's, like, some... Just general information about data. Mm -hmm. I hope you have quite the overview now. Like I said, like I don't know. Like I did not really know what to include of him. Like Ugh, like I said, yeah. he dies in twenty three seventy nine in Nemesis. He basically um, he sacrifices himself for his crew, which is really dumb. I agree. Yeah, it's really dumb. We Hate don't that have film. To, we <laughs> don't have to talk about it. No. And then he later, like later, it's revealed though that his consciousness survived. Mm. We see yeah. that in Picard season one, and then like they deactivate all that in the last episode mm. of season one, which is really really sad. It was really sad, but it's also a really good episode because, yeah. like, I feel like that's something, like, that is interesting about Data. Both times that he dies, it's like his choice. I feel like mm -hmm. we should point that out because yeah. Nemesis, as you said, he sacrifices himself, and Picard he asks them to basically turn him off. Yes, because he's like that's what makes that the most human experience. Because people get to die and he hasn't gotten to do that yet. Yeah. And you cry a lot and you, you, your heart breaks, but it's really well done. It is really well done. You know, they, I think Data is a very neat character because like he wants to experience all that stuff. Like he wants to be human, yeah. but also like he isn't quite. So you have someone who looks at the human experience basically mm. from like an outside standpoint. And that's like a really cool thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like we said, he has a daughter in between. Law. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the ankle. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, she dies too. Um, yeah. Which is sad. But he has other children later. Yes, he does. In Picard. Yes. So. If you want to learn about that, watch season one of oh, Picard. Picard. No, it's a really good, like, it's a really good thing to do because yeah. you learn a lot more about androids too. And Yeah. Not only androids, like, you learn a lot about a few, like, at least one Voyager character, Seven of Nine. You learn a lot about, you know, Picard. Mm -hmm. Literally his show. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, we kind of spoiled you for this at <laughs> this point, but like, that's not the focal point of the show, though. No, it's not. Like, it's just an overreaching arc, but it's not like the whole season is about what will happen to Data because no. everyone thinks he's dead. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. yeah, there's some great moments that we see from Data in between. Like I said, we have him singing at Rikers and Deanna's wedding, which is yeah. really fun. He sings Blue Skies. And. What else? Like, he frequently participates in concerts on the Enterprise. Yes. He writes poems. Yeah. Oh, to Spock. To Spock, yeah. <laughs> Spock to Spock. Spock. <laughs> he, he gets to know Spock at some point, too, by the way. True, yeah. yeah. That happens. Unification, right? Yep. Yep. Nice. All of that. So much stuff. Hmm. Great. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know is what it, else to say yeah. anyway. Like, I could talk about, like, every single episode of TNG. Oh, by the way, Data is not a virgin anymore. <laughs> oh, no, he's fully functional. He is fully functional, which we learn in... The Naked Now. The Naked Now, it's right. Yeah. 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 We already talked about that. So it, Yeah, if you want to see, like, an, like, see an episode, hear an episode, I mean, <laughs> about space viruses. We? We, we have we that. Yeah, it's been a while. I don't remember which episode that was. It was one of, like, the first 10 or 15. -ish, yeah. Like, yeah. Right? We're so cool now. We can say it was one of the first 10 or 15 episodes. <laughs> because <laughs> like, we have more than 50 now. 50. Mm. Uh, yeah, wow. We're so cool. <laughs> Coolest. Yeah. Okay. What do we usually do next? Do we do episodes or do we do quiz time? We do, we do quiz time, I think. Mm -hmm. Because it's funny. It is funny. Yeah. Um, how do you want to do this? Should I just share my screen? I feel like that's good. Because as you do this, I will just talk and talk. Because we updated a little bit. Because a lot of times I had the problem, or even Paula had it, that you forget what the other person tells you. But before that, what is the idea of... I see myself. <laughs> you can um, see yourself now. <laughs> what is the idea of this quiz? I don't know. The quiz is called Transporter Accident. It is. And the idea behind it is that three fun facts were... Or, like, not fun facts, but, like, a question with multiple answers was sent to the Enterprise. And a few of those get scrambled. And you have to figure out which one is the not broken one, I would say. Oh, I already see the... <laughs> You already see much stuff, yeah. Yeah. Um, and basically what we're doing is um, Paula asks me these questions and I have to figure it out which you have to figure is out the right which one. one is like the defective one. Yeah. Yeah. And also the problem we like Paula had is that um, Google presentations hated her. Could you like you probably cannot do full screen, right? Um <laughs> wait a second. But yeah, show. <laughs> as i said I, google presentations is the worst like i don't know who can work with that every time i have to i want to die oh oh yeah da -da. isn't yes. that pretty 
It's very okay. pretty. I wish the format would have stayed the same throughout this ep- like Yeah, quiz, we'll figure we'll figure it out how to make that work. How to make it work. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, let's talk about this quiz. Mm-hmm. It's very like on topic today because it's a quiz all about androids. And when I tell you <laughs> I it took me almost an hour to assemble this quiz, <laughs> I'm not lying. I did not know what questions I wanted to ask because like yeah, Androids are a big part of Star Trek, but kind of not as much in detail as you would think. Okay, so it's only like Star Trek androids, not like other sci-fi stuff androids. Yeah, that's right. We're only talking about Star Trek. Because there's so much more. Yeah, I I get it. Yeah, keep it it in the family. Yes, that's right. Alrighty, righty doodle doo, let's go. So the first question I have for you is when do we see the first <laughs> android in Star Trek? You know it had to happen. The first yeah. thing always has to be a date. date. Um okay, I'm gonna read I'm gonna yes. read out the answers. You're great at that, yeah. Mm, yes, the first the first possible answer is twenty two sixty eight. Then we have twenty three sixty six. We have 2153 and we also have 2372 i really hope i wrote them all down in the right like like the wrote down the right like centuries and stuff because i'm not a hundred percent sure but i <laughs> sure so. but the thing is i only need to find the right answer so you only let need me need to find the right answer this time yeah let me think so it cannot be 2366 and 2372 because that would be wild tng or like two you know, <laughs> you know, too close to TNG. Is there an android in Enterprise? Oh, I zoned out for an entire season. <laughs> this is hard. But Enterprise was in the 2150s, right? It was oh, in the, the 2150s. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> so it, <laughs> this is hard. Because I don't, because especially when it's like, like, I don't know when the show started, but it would be so funny if 53 would be season three, because I don't remember. <laughs> I honestly can't tell you when that was. Yeah, I zoned I out did so not write hard. That down. Yeah, fair enough. So I would say because I, I genuinely don't remember and I don't remember an and like I don't remember anything. So I'm just going to say it's 2268. You're right. Oh, wow. <laughs> So, Woo! I'm going to explain. So, do you have any idea, like, which show this would be then? A TOS. Yeah. yeah, TOS. Do you remember when the first, like, android showed up in TOS? Like, the first real android? <laughs> no. So, it was Matt's androids. Do you remember that? Oh, the, yes. the sexy ones. That's right, because, like, yeah. Harry Mudd, he mm. crash lands on a planet that is inhabited by androids, which come from the Andromeda galaxy, so our neighboring galaxy, mm. and, like, they are very, like, sophisticated and stuff, and he basically makes his own androids. He even makes an android version of his wife, which is all really <clears throat> weird, but then, like, they, like, the Enterprise, they basically come down there because they want to investigate nation something, and then they, like, confuse them to the point where they break it's it's a fun episode, but it's very hard to explain the plot because I feel like the plot is not quite there. Yeah. Not quite. 
Okay, so yeah, no, that's right. Um, so B, answer B is like the year that data ex uh, gets assigned to the enterprise. Mm, then yeah. C is, and like it's enterprise, but like there's not, like there is an Android, but not in the show. Uh, like Archer shows the day the Earth stood still to the congenitor, oh. um, mm. who then relates to like the Android character in the movie. And then D is a Voy episode um, called Prototype, where they find a deactivated Android and fix it. And then the like they find out that basically this planet had made the Androids to fight a war for them, and they mm. went so far as to destroy everything on the planet, even the creators. Okay, yeah, yeah, because sometimes so, you cannot control stuff. The funny thing is, I looked it up because I wasn't sure. And 2153 is actually <laughs> Enterprise three. Season 3. <laughs> Because the, the show starts in 2151. <laughs> so even if that would have been it, I wouldn't for shit have known. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. Like, honestly, I just, like, I just looked different things up on Memory Yeah, Alpha fair then, enough. Yeah. Alrighty, so next question is... I hope you can read this because... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so... This question, I'm going to read it oh, to you. Oh, I love I just... your, I love your um, grammar in this and your typing. <laughs> I love the personal agenda. <laughs> oh, no, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, it happens. Stop. Okay, so okay. basically, yeah, like I said, I had fun with this. Okay, so question two is, what was Bruce Maddox's reasoning for Data not being a sentient being? A. Data has no emotions. B. Maddox argues that Data has no personal agenda or relationships. C. He compares Data to the Enterprise's computer. Or D. Because Data cannot reproduce. Mm. The thing is, I feel like all of these things came up in the episode, <laughs> which makes it extremely hard. <laughs> Because I do remember them having a conversation about no reproduction. And I feel like everyone at home was like... <laughs> Or everyone in the universe felt in that moment the stupidity of Bruce Maddox. <laughs> yes. Hate him so much. Um, oh, God. It's been... I've watched this episode once. And it's it's been a long time. Um, oh, I don't remember. But I feel like... The thing is... I mean, they definitely talk about Data having no personal agenda or relationships. Which <laughs> they easily, like... They're like... Yeah, no, that's not what it is. So I don't think that was that. But as I said, Bruce Maddox is a really terrible and stupid and obnoxious person. <laughs> so it's hard to yeah. say. So I would feel like, because it's on his level, and I <laughs> might be wrong, but I feel like his level of stupidity would be like, yeah, Data's just another computer, like the Enterprise's computer. That's right. That's right. You're all right again. I understand the stupidity. Why do you always like? Why are you always so good at this? I'm trying so hard. <laughs> so basically, Bruce Maddox says, um, mm -hmm. so basically, that's when like Data wants to resign from Starfleet, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and Bruce Maddox says that Data, a machine, is no more legally able to refuse this procedure. And resigned from Starfleet, then the Enterprise's computer is able to refuse a refit, which mm. is ironic and yeah, dumb as fuck. Yeah. Because Maddox didn't want Data to be able to get into Starfleet in the first place. Yeah. So. I hate him. And you just know, like, kind of spoiler for season four of Discovery. Like, 
the episode, you know which mm -hmm. one I'm talking yeah. about, with the computer. Just be glad that that man was so dead by then. Because yeah. he would have... Just imagine him being in the room. <laughs> oh my god. I feel like, you know, like, I feel like, I don't know, Stamets would have just slapped him into space like honestly he probably would have yeah yeah no, and he wasn't that. even a fan of the situation he was like against it but at the same time i think like the stupidity would have killed him and yeah i don't know why i'm always so good with that i don't know like maybe, maybe it's I just, just your really personal intuition but yeah <laughs> maybe that's my another three minute power yeah, <laughs> so then we like i said earlier data likes to use the holodeck you know he uses it for different mm kinds of activities so question three i cannot talk today is <laughs> who hasn't data played poker with on the holodeck we have isaac newton albert einstein sigmund mm -hmm. freud and stephen hawking yeah um it's definitely like he has played definitely with stephen hawking because that was like a thing back then and mm -hmm. people were like ha 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 and you know like cameo ish yeah um <clears throat> the thing is i know sigmund freud <laughs> another one of these people oh god the fuckers just follow us today um he was definitely in that weird episode with the dreams because he talked about what it could all mean and then he goes to freud which is just i think like that mistake number one is maybe called phantasms or something something like that and it's don't go if you have trouble understanding your dreams don't look up sigmund freud no <laughs> it's the last thing he wants or you want for yourself Even he didn't want it. Like, I mean, he did probably. He was probably a really obnoxious person. I don't know. Definitely. I judge him really hard. I had to do too many, the me, the over me and the animal me or what. I don't know what it is in English. <laughs> ich es über ich. Yeah. <laughs> in school, I'm like, no. So I would say, because he does have, I don't know if he played poker with him. So I'm going to say it's Sigmund Freud because I feel like, or was there something with, I don't know. I'm just going to say C. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> There's an episode where he plays poker with Isaac Newton, Albert Einstein and Stephen Hawking that like Sigmund Freud, like you said, was in that weird dream episode where he calls yeah. him and then he has like a telephone in his stomach yeah. and like he picks and up the phone and really weird. Yeah, it's also where some, he wants yeah. to eat Deanna as a cake. As a cake. And I think it's like someone slurps the brain of someone else, which made me gag. <laughs> I yeah. do remember that. I was like, oh, no. I think it was Jordi and... And Rika, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Because of these weird thingies. Yeah. So, that's fun. Okay, the mm -hmm. next question is... Hello. I don't see the question. <laughs> Me? Oh. Oh. <laughs> okay. Oh, do you see that? Yeah, I, I, I do. Okay. So, question four. Another holodeck question, because Oof. that's a big part yeah. of his personality, is which character does Data play in the Dixon Hill holo novels? We have Ben from Albuquerque. <laughs> I like Albuquerque is... <laughs> I looked not at this word town. and I was like, this is not a word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, why? Anyway. Um, who is an ex-FBI agent? Then we have B. George from Ireland, who is a bartender. Because mm -hmm. Star Trek can do one thing, and that is stereotypes. Then yes. we have André from France, who is a wine farmer. So a Winzer. Yeah. And we have Carlos from South America, who is Dixon Hill's associate. That one, I don't know. I don't remember anything don't of, like, that? I don't. Um, the thing is, I really hope he wasn't Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> For a multitude of reasons. But I don't remember. Um, 
This is hard. But I feel like, I mean, I don't know. Did they make him do a stupid accent? Maybe. <laughs> I don't remember, honestly. Honestly, same. Um, I'm just gonna But say... all of these could have a great accent. Yeah. <laughs> As I said, I really hope it's not Carlo. So I'm not gonna go with that. Because that would be... I mean, it wouldn't be out of character for TNG to do something culturally inappropriate. Like, it's what they do. You know, TNG. Yeah. But I, I'm gonna say, because it's so funny, that I, I really want it to be André. Or André, I don't know. I don't even know how to pronounce that in like French André, English. André, yeah, weird. Um, from France, I, I, because it would be really funny, but I don't think that's the truth. No, it's wrong. He is yeah. Carlos from South America. <laughs> <laughs> and so basically, um, <sighs> Picard introduces him to deep sigh to the paper salesman, or like you know the guy who sells the. Who sails? <laughs> Who sails? Who sails? away. Yeah, he sails um, it. And he introduces Data as Carlos from South America. <sighs> and that guy says, oh yeah, he's got a nice tan. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, I mean, no. Just no. The only reason why someone like from South America, at least in like television representation-wise, could be... You know, someone like Brent Spiner is if it's like an ex-Nazi. Otherwise, no. <laughs> Argentina. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at you. Yeah. Uh, God, I should have gone with the racism. Of course. Yep. It's it's what they do. Well, it is what they do. <laughs> so the next, the next and the last ones. Oh, my God. Is which one of these following names is mm -hmm. not an android? The first one is Later. <laughs> written as L-8-R. <laughs> then we have Gort. <laughs> then we have Before. And the last one is Juliana. Oops. Juliana, calm down. Um, <laughs> The thing is, it has, like, I'm not gonna, like, it would be so funny. It would be, if it would be either later or before. But I feel like that's something they would write in the show. Hmm. You know, because they're like, haha, we're so funny. Yeah. Um, Hmm, this is hard. Um, was there ever a female android that had a name? That's a big question, you know, because, I mean, there were female androids, but did any of them have a name? Hmm. It also doesn't help because we're currently watching a lot of Star Wars. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but before, I was like, no, no, his name is BB-8, not before. It's, like, really confusing. Um, But I'm going to say... I don't know. I'm gonna say it's B Gord. <laughs> That's wrong. Mm. It is actually later. <laughs> it's later, <laughs> which I made up. Later skater. I should have known. Later skaters. Yeah. Or later skater. Yes. Yeah. Indeed. Uh. So I'm gonna explain. So before is another Zoom type android, and he's actually a nemesis. Like um, Picard even explains to him at the end why like data. Or who Data was and what he meant to the oh, ship. Yeah. Do you remember? No, I blocked... That's one of the few terrible movies I blocked out so hard. Because as a child, I was heartbroken. And I was like, I will never love Star Trek ever again. Aww. Yet here we are. No, yeah. it was a stupid film. Yeah, no, I, like I don't... I watched it once and mm. I didn't pay too much attention. But yeah. yeah. So that's before. Gort is the android in the movie that Archer shows to the congenitor 
guy. Oh, that Gord. Like, dude, Gord. I wouldn't have known. Yeah. I, first, I never watched that movie because I think yeah. it's really old. No. Yeah. And, like, I didn't have any reason. No. And then Juliana is also a Zoom-type android. And she, her name is Juliana Tainer. And she is, like, basically named after um, Zoom's wife. Mm, okay. name was also oh yes you're right that's the one where we learned that data can age that's right because she ages yes. and he thinks like the mother yeah i didn't remember her name was juliana but mm. now i remember who she was yes well Amazing. well well three out of five i feel like it could have been worse it definitely could have been worse <laughs> i knew the random shit you not did? all of it but some of it you really did i see myself <laughs> it's always a weird <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah i still see myself this is great oh thank god not anymore <laughs> okay so yeah this is always fun we will once we um update the the personal relationships we will um yeah put that also on instagram you know so you can also read the questions because now we have a fancy powerpoint presentation boop, boop. Boop, boop. um but yeah this was fun. And what we're going to do now is, because today is all things data, and it's one thing we always do, mm -hmm. basically we're going to say what are our top five episodes, and I would say in this case slash films, because he isn't quite a lot of movies. Yes, he um, is. With data. And I have talked so much while thinking aloud, so I feel like mm -hmm. you should start. <laughs> do I start with five or with one? Five, right? Five. Yes. Walking our way up. So five is one. That I <laughs> personally just like as an episode. Yeah. And I think that Data has an amazing moment in this episode. Said episode is Deja Q. So episode 13 of season 3. And it's so funny because at the end, Data laughs. He just laughs mm -hmm. out loud because Q like grants him a wish, basically. Yeah. And he's like, yep. And he laughs. And it's really, yeah. really funny. That's it. That's honestly yeah. it. Like, I just love that <laughs> moment. I was reminded of that earlier on where I had to laugh so hard. And I was like, wait, Data also laughs. So, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. My number five is Data's Day. Oh, and, it. yeah, the thing is, it's one of my most favorite TNG episodes. But I talk about it so much, so I put it low on the list. Yeah, it's the one we talked about before. He basically describes his day to uh, <laughs> Ruth Maddox. <laughs> yeah, he writes in the like, letter. I'm legally obligated to make that gagging noise every time because I hate him. Um, but no, it's a cute episode. And also Miles O'Brien and Keiko get mm -hmm. married. I had to think about her name like for, name for a second. I was like, was it Ke Keiko or Kyoto? And then I was like, no, the Kyoto <laughs> Protocol is the town. Yeah. But yeah, it's like good. It's like episode 11 of season, oh, of season four. four. Yes, yeah. because I wrote that down as my number two. I love it. And he also learns how to dance with Beverly. It's really fun. Yeah, I love that scene. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I picked a holodeck episode mm -hmm. for number four. It's Elementary Dear Data. And I think yeah. that's one you don't love, right? It's okay. Yeah. So that's episode three of season two. Which I didn't think. Mm -hmm. I think it was way later, but no. Oh. So it's just like it's just a fun episode where basically he plays Sherlock Holmes with Jordy mm -hmm. and then um, Moriarty he gets yeah. out of the holodeck and is evil. Is and the villain. Also it develops like a consciousness. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And he gets played by the butler from <laughs> the nanny. Mm. like she's the nanny you know yeah. like, I, like I remember watching that I was like 
I know that guy. <laughs> I think I've seen this face before. I really have. <laughs> yeah. I used no, to I mean, when I was a child. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's amazing. Oh, yeah. I could really rewatch it. Same. Oh my god, maybe that's going to be in a summer project. Who knows? No, yeah. I mean, I like the like it's okay. Like I don't know. I feel like like things turning conscious evil things. I feel like that's has been done so many times in life. And the problem is like it's probably one of the few uh, like earliest times it has happened like in sci-fi, like in TV. Mm-hmm. But we have seen it too many times at this yeah. point. Plus I don't I'm not a fan of Moriarty and most cases fair enough yeah no my uh episode number four is et in arcadia ego which Mm -hmm. is the last episode of picard Mm -hmm. season one yeah i thought you might pick that yeah i mean we already talked about it it's just a really good episode and yeah it's you have a quite philosophical conversation between um picard and data where they discuss what it means to be human and why letting go is important and him him, like moving on and it's just you know as I said you cry so much especially with like the blue skies and you know (laughs) it just really gets you in your feels but it's like a really good one and (laughs) when I googled it because it was Latin I was like what is this this translated something with the me like Mm -hmm. and I was very intelligent I wrote down the German translation which is und in Akkadian bin ich and which probably means like and in Arcadia I am and Arcadia which <laughs> which because I was like what does that mean yeah no yeah I was like is that a certain word no it's an area in Greece I think mm-hmm. an island that, yeah. which is one of the first like Greek or oldest Greek populations I didn't know that because <laughs> yeah I could have told you that because you know my favorite books from Kaimaya they're like the oh. Arcadia series and mm. like it's all about that yes Oh, I never I didn't even make that connection. But yeah, so I googled that, which like I went down a rabbit hole for fifteen minutes. Love that for you. That, Sometimes yeah. you have to. Yeah, it is true. So yeah. what's your number three? My number three is one that I think you might also have written down. It's the quality of life. It's yes. my number one. Yeah, that's um uh, episode nine of season six and it's the one where data proves that the little mining Exocomps. Yeah, that's what they're called. Are sentient beings. And it's it's fun. <laughs> yes. Bless you. It's cu- it's cute, but it's also you know like it makes you think, and mm-hmm. it's also very data because obviously someone stood up for him. Yeah. And like made that same proof of um, mm. sentience. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, and it gives us one of the funniest characters in Star Trek Lower Decks, the Exocom, who yeah. is on the ship for an entirety of one episode. Yep. <laughs> What was the name? Like Buttercup or something? Blueberry? No, I think it was Buttercup. Buttercup, maybe. It was so so funny. The way they painted her in like the the uniform colors and like the design. It was so funny. But no, it's a great episode and I want to add on um, because when I read it up, I was like, I feel like what, as you said, like he is, you know, standing up for someone else. But I also feel like, like, I feel like it's, an episode that gets overlooked in the run of Star Trek itself. You know, because they have this discussion about what if the things we use are actually sentient and they never talk about it again. No, they never <laughs> and do. I feel, it's so weird because why doesn't that bring up the question at which point is maybe the computer sentient? And we know that that is not a conversation until the 32nd century. Yeah, that's, that's weird, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's just Star Trek TNG being Star it's Trek just TNG. Star Trek stuff. <laughs> 
But yeah, no, agreed. Awesome. So you have left one. I Oh, yeah. So my number three is an episode which I like, not necessarily because it's a good episode, but I feel like it has a good, interesting look at data, and it's the most toys. It's the one with the collector where he gets taken. Oh, yeah. And he almost, because that guy kills, I think her name was Varia or something, and he kills, like, one of the people who were with him, and in the end, data almost kills the collector guy mm -hmm. and the only reason why he doesn't is because he gets beamed away in that exact moment but they even notice the um phaser stuff physics in the pattern mm -hmm. of the um what's it called the Beamer? transporter beam transporter yes yeah i don't know it's an interesting episode because it's the first time we actually get to see a darker side to data especially since they try to talk it away with like it was At this point, you knew it was the only logical discussion, blah, blah like mm -hmm. decision, and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But I feel like no. I feel like that's the first time we see that yes, data is better in many ways than humans, but at the same time, he has darker personality traits, as we yeah. all have. Yeah, and it would have been funny if he would have actually had shot him because I feel like that would have been an interesting episode, another <laughs> one to explain like what happened and everything. Could have yeah. made like a second measure of a man, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, no, that's good. No, my fa my favorite data episode, and I think you know this, is a fistful of datas. I yeah. think it's a hilarious <laughs> episode. It's another holodeck episode, but basically where the computer like starts making every character data. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so funny, especially like it's a west like it's a western, western themed yeah. um, program. And, like, the accent just so <laughs> funny. I remember watching it for the first time. I loved it. Also, yeah. it's an episode, like, Deanna in her cowboy outfit yes. is, like, one of the, like, gayest things mm -hmm. on that show, honestly. <laughs> and, like, Alexander is in it. And it's, like, it's a really, really, really fun episode. Yeah, like, and Worf in, like, his cowboy outfit. Yes. It's so good. It's so good. Like, I honestly really like the TNG holodeck shenanigans mm. so much like hilarious i think we should have that more again yeah where did the holodeck go like there we was no they have one yeah and the thing is they don't need holodeck. one anymore on discovery because they like can have the like projections in the room now i mean yeah but at the same time why not like As a writer, just make it happen. But yeah, just the stories, do a filler episode. You know, they don't do filler episodes. That's the problem because they're only they restrict themselves in that way. Weirdly which enough, I don't like. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. And we had, like, we had um, we had a holodeck episode in Lower Decks. <clears throat> yeah, with Bad G. Bad G, the evil Bad <laughs> <laughs> trying to kill them. <laughs> That's really so funny. funny. <laughs> Bad G snapped. <laughs> I would love, like, honestly, truly, I'm always thinking, like, which Star Trek show would I would love to be uh, in, like, as an actor or, like, honestly, Lower Decks, because you can play the most unhinged person. Yeah. And you don't have to physically be there. You can play a weird-ass alien and you don't have to physically be there. Yeah. Also, like, screaming into the voice, like, in a, imagining myself being in a voice, like, actor booth a voice recording booth and just screaming into the microphone as an unhinged being like I think that's so funny same I think that would be fun yeah especially I would love to play a character that haunts Boimler <laughs> that's your you dream know, like a ghost-ish character that would be so funny but yeah what which show would you prefer like most like to be on if you could choose like any of them 
Hmm. That's a really good question. Enterprise season three, obviously. <laughs> obviously, that's <laughs> preferred. Um, which show would I like to be in? That's a. They've never really thought about that. Mm. I maybe Strange New Worlds. Oh, because like it's new, but it's mm. like classic Trek. So mm. you know, you get to do all the like dumb stuff they got to do like back then, but now yeah. it's like enhanced visually mm-hmm. and like you mm-hmm. you know have more of a budget and stuff and can have more fun with it mm-hmm. yeah fair enough yeah yeah also i really like the crew yeah it's a good crew mm-hmm. which yeah that's yeah. where we should end it because otherwise we will, will be spoiling stuff <laughs> no spoilers yet i mean not for strange worlds anyways but yeah i still have one left by the way you still have one and left yeah i do because you started oh true yeah so um so mine is a movie and <laughs> I already see your expression, which you will have, because it is Star Trek Generations. <laughs> um, and the reason is... It's I know my it's... favorite movie of all time. <laughs> what are you talking about? I love that one. <laughs> Do you hate it more than uh, X-Men Apocalypse or less? <laughs> I don't really remember <laughs> X-Men Apocalypse. You should have asked me more. Like The thing is, when I don't like a movie, I don't remember much of it. But the thing is, I remember a lot about Generations. So... Okay, that's that's a sign. I don't know for what, but it's a sign. <laughs> I don't know either. No, but I I like I I always differ, like for me this movie is too entirely different because it doesn't make any sense logically. This movie is two different films in one mm. in a really bad way because you have that weird. It's also called the Nexus, right? Yeah. This weird thingy and this whole storyline with Kirk, it doesn't make any sense. And the entire time you're like, what the fuck is happening? And then you have but, the other storyline. Yeah, which is destroyed. actually interesting. Yeah. Yeah, where the Enterprise goes down and you have some really great moments. And with Data, him learning to live like with his emotionship and everything. And as you said, the scene before where he finds Spot, yeah. I teared up. I was Same. like, yeah. I, I cannot even imagine how terrifying it must be to think that you're like you have a pet and then something bad happens and you don't know where the pet is and you think it has died and like yeah. stress level three billion. Yeah. And then, you know, they've <laughs> like it's just such a good moment. And I like Renspanner is one of the few good things about this film because it's, it's actually fun to watch him act. Yeah. So, he also yeah. curses when the ship goes down, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> For the first time ever. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, not because of the film entirely, but because of data. It's the, a good data. The thing is, the beginning of the movie is really funny. When they have their, like, party for Worf getting yeah, promoted on the, on ship. the <laughs> ship. That's, like, I love that opening. I do. Yeah. Like, the thing is, the opening of the movies is never an issue. Because the opening no. of Genesis is... Op- uh, Genesis. <laughs> it's obviously I mean. when Riker and yeah. Diana get married. So that's also great. But then it just all goes downhill. For some reason? I don't know. The same... Like, there's... Like, it happens a lot. Like, there's many movies where I really love the opening. Mm-hmm. And then the further the movie goes, or, like, in, the more yeah. I'm like... Huh? Mm, mm, interesting choice. Yeah. Or just a bad choice, honestly. Yeah, well... Yeah. But, yeah. But, yeah, so, data-wise, um, that's definitely... Mm. Definitely a good choice. Yeah. So, yeah. This was... Like, there's so much data. Like... Not in the scientific way, but in the... <laughs> the thing is, there is so much data. Data, yeah. We are there living is. in the century of big data. <laughs> and AI. <laughs> Which in itself is a neutral observation. I've retained too much information about that, I think. Uh, yeah, 
that we all have. Well, not we all, but the two, the two of us. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, this was this was fun. I like, yeah. I love data. Do you have some, I don't know, concluding words on data? I think I've already said them, but I wanted to say them again. Data is a ga- great character. <laughs> it's also a gay character. <laughs> it's official. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. He's amazing. He has a cat that he loves, which I can relate to so much. Yeah. And he just, he's very joyful. Even though they always try to tell you he has no emotions, he's very joyful. He loves what he Mm. does. He loves his crew. He loves his work. He just loves exploring and learning. And that's amazing. And I just really like him. Yeah. Yeah. Great concluding words. Awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. It's time to play. (laughs) Yes. It's time for playing again. Um, and we're playing so many games today. Well, two. <laughs> and this is the second one. Um, so, no, wait. We are playing Barclay's Day. Mr. Barclay is... Barclay. Barclay! Lieutenant Barclay. Barclay! Mr. Barclay. Broccoli makes me nervous, Cap. I don't think so. Good. I look forward to your report, Mr. Broccoli. Buckley, mm-hmm. by the way, has once made um, a copy of Data in his holodeck program yeah. where he interacted weirdly with his crew Well, it's not, it's not like he also created a copy of Diana where she's a fertility goddess. So, mm, you know, no? just, just, <laughs> just broccoli <broccoli-y> things. things. <laughs> just broccoli things. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, no, we're playing... Barclays Day, where mm-hmm. we give each other characters and then you have to sort them into three scenarios. One is they are your teammate in the Hunger Games. The second one is this person will be your squad partner and Starfleet survivor training in Australia. So there's a lot of creatures out there. Yeah. And the third one is this person will be your superhero Memesis because you yeah. are a super villain. <laughs> yes. Do you already have your names? Yeah. Then... Given to me. Yes. I think I am continuing my trend because I think this already started in an earlier episode, but I'm not sure, um, <laughs> of giving you Laura Olympus characters mm-hmm. because there's just a lot to choose from and it's yeah. easy to think of yeah. um, characters. So the first one is Ares, who's very funny in that webcomic. Yeah. Then we have Hera. Mm-hmm. Who's also, like, so unhinged. very entertaining. So unhinged. Yeah. And the last one is also very unhinged. It's Hecate. Oh. Okay. So for me, it's always hard to put these into character categories because I have a completely different ex- like impression of them because of Percy Jackson because they are so different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like especially Ares. Um. So. I think I would. I mean, like, from their powers and everything, it would make sense the most if Hera was the superhero mm. person. With, like, because Ares, I, I cannot pronounce this in English, because Ares, he is, like, the god of war. So, I, I mean, I would be so fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Let's say it. And Hecate, I mean, she enjoys, like, chaos. And, like, it's like... She's she a witch, has, too. Yeah, she's a witch, and she has illusions and stuff. And, like, she isn't entirely on the good side a lot of st- times. I mean, neither is Hera due to her actions, but the idea <laughs> of her... Due to her actions, like, yeah. transforming people into birds. Killing people. Killing children. Yeah. Maiming children. <laughs> having children kill their parents. So many things to choose so from. So many things. 
<laughs> but yeah, no, I think she would be my superhero nemesis because, you know. Mm -hmm. um, then I think I wouldn't want to be in on a team in the Hunger Games with Aris because <laughs> he would stab me in the back. Yeah. Like, he would definitely like, do that. Yeah. Instantly. I turn around, I'm dead. Because he's not the god of strategy. He's just a god of war. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I think, yeah, I mean, he could protect me from, like, um, Australia. And I mean, <laughs> like, that would be neat. Um, yeah, I'd also thought about it. Like, every part of Australia is not made for me. Because they have jungle, they have the desert, and they have open water with sharks and shit in it. <laughs> <laughs> I could never travel to Australia. <laughs> I really want to go to Australia at some point. I mean, yeah, I will support you in that decision, but I will. Um, so yeah, and that leads me leaves me with Hecate being my Hunger Games teammate. I don't know how that would play out. I'd probably die, but she wouldn't stab me in the back immediately. No, she wouldn't. If she likes me, she might do it later on, which yeah. is nice. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Okay. So, are you ready for your wars? Are you ready for this? Do, 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 do. So, um, the first character I have for you is Anna Lightwood, who is amazing. <laughs> the mostest. Yeah. <laughs> the second character is another Brooklyn Nine-Nine character, and it's Gina Lynette. Geil. And the third character I have for you is, of course, continuing our theme of animal-ish characters in movies, it's Morris from Shang-Chi. <laughs> <laughs> Morris is the most helpful character ever. I mean, he he if he can never lose his head in a situation, so that's nice. It's true. Okay. <laughs> so I think I think Gina has to be my Hunger Games teammate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that has to happen because she would confuse the audience so much <laughs> that either we would be killed right at the beginning because they would hate her so much. Yeah. Or we would somehow make it out alive because yeah. they want to study her for all... Yeah, <laughs> all eternity. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, either or, good good scenario. Then I think Anna would be my superhero nemesis because mm -hmm. we would have an enemies to love us relationship. Um, as you know, should. do you see it? Yeah, I see it. Mm -hmm. I can already make... That, that should be fan fiction that I write, actually. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And, like, the thing is, she is kind of a superhero, like, yeah. in her world, you know? Like, she hunts demons with special weapons, like, that yeah. counts for sure. Um, and then Morris and mm. me <laughs> would be going to <laughs> Australia. <laughs> and the thing is, maybe he can communicate with animals. That's true. Possibly, right? Yeah. And then he can tell all them emus not to eat me. <laughs> The thing is, yeah. yeah, I'm also, like, very concerned about snakes and spiders, but I'm also mm. very, very concerned about emus. I'm not... And kangaroos, like, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen their legs? They... And, like, they are, like, the pegs. Yeah. <laughs> you could also be Australian, not man, Australian woman punches kangaroo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Good That's... choices all around. Yes, I and know. I'm glad that Morris isn't your superhero nemesis because I wouldn't want that. I don't want yeah. to hurt him. <laughs> no, he's too cute. <laughs> yeah. No, we okay. would be friends. Can you mm. also imagine Morris in a Starfleet uniform? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be so cute. That would be like, the cutest with the legs and yeah. the head and all. He doesn't have a head. head. Yeah. Oh, that would be so adorable. 
<laughs> oh, someone should draw it. I'm terrible at drawing animals, so I cannot. Someone needs to. And oh. yeah, please, world. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, tis tis the season for tis the season to be to angry. La 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 la. I feel like we should record this probably and turn this into the intro for Parkman. <laughs> But yes, um, Paula, who or what is your fuck fuck? My fuck fuck is work. <laughs> Because we work as, um, what, tutors? what do you, tutors, that's right. Yeah. We tutor children in all kinds of different subjects because we're the most intelligent people in the world and we can do it all. <laughs> math, yes. Sciences, well, just math, actually. Oh, well, yeah. Languages, you know, like all kinds of stuff. And Like, it's annoying. Like, I like children. <laughs> I like... I The thing is, I like children. Alex does not like children, but I do. And I don't mind the time with the children, but I mind how no one is good at organizing anything, and then yeah. you're just left in the dark, and then, like, they leave you hanging, and then they make demands of your free time, where you're like, yeah. no, it's not time for this right now. Why are you yeah. doing this? So that's annoying. I hate it. That I like, I hate that part. And the thing is, it's only gonna get more complicated because, as I am technically not here right now, I am doing my internship mm. and I still have to work because I still have to pay rent. Yeah, because we don't get paid for the internships. <laughs> no, we don't get money. We had it's only experience. the state. Mm. <laughs> yeah, mm. so um, that's only gonna get worse. I know it, so I bet I'm angry about that at this point in time in the future. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. It's gonna be so chaotic. Yeah. Um, so that's my fuck fuck. Yeah. So Alex, who or what is your fuck fuck? And I have to put this in, how do you call these? Parentheses. Yes. The communication of universities. That's what I wrote down first. I wrote down uni, but then I was mm -hmm. like, mm, no. So I'm not going to go into detail, but I feel like one thing, and I'm pretty sure if you're like university student... Or like a student in any way. I f I'm, I'm quite sure that you might also have made this like observation <laughs> in the last two, two and a half-ish years. And even before that. Universities, in our case, suck at communicating anything. Mm -hmm. Which is ironic because we do study communication, but it like in a media way. <laughs> um, no, but the problem is like they don't tell you shit. Which isn't helpful. And I'm always thinking, because whenever something happens, I'm always thinking, like, if I were, like, working somewhere, like, employed, being, like, full-time employee mm -hmm. somewhere, and this is how they would work with me, like, they wouldn't tell me anything, and they would, I don't know, tell me a week after a meeting has happened that the meeting has happened, I would quit Yeah, definitely. But we cannot do that because if you quit university, you're the failure, even though the university sucks. Like, not everything about our university is terrible, of course, but this is one thing. Like, if you are dependent on the uni, especially in online like learning and mm -hmm. COVID, which everyone ignores at this point, but, you know, yeah. it's, it's, like, really exhausting. And we had another moment where we were, like, this week where we got really angry, and it's, like, it's just a continuation of a problem that has been going on for two years and it's like really exhausting and I'm glad when I like I'm, I'm no workforce sucks in itself and I know it's going to be annoying too but I'm, I'm I really hope that that won't be as much of a problem like yeah. people won't have their shit together in the future as well but I hope that at least I get the information I need when I need it and not like 
a week later or like that two months later would be amazing technically yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah yeah it's just so annoying yeah i, I just want to be done at this point yeah. but we're not we still have a couple months to go a couple yep. five Cu yeah. four ish we can do it mm, i yeah. believe in us mm -hmm. but yeah paula who or what is your dude Uh, my dude this week is music, specific music. It's the album Dance Fever by Florence and the Machine, which I realized earlier while I was doing research and listened to it. I think I listen to this every single day at the moment. <laughs> so I'm like, oh yeah, that's my dude. Now I love, like, I love the whole vibe of it. It's very yeah. mental breakdown and kind of also like religious in a way. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting. Um, No, there's like a lot of great stuff on it. I really love Girls Against God. And I also mm. really love Free. I also love King and My Love. Like there's a lot of it where <laughs> I'm like, like sometimes when you listen to it for the first time, it's kind of confusing. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes you're like, especially like songs like Restraint where you're like, um, okay, or Daffodil where you're like, this is interesting. But mm. the more you listen to it, like I think the more you get into it. No, mm. I really, I really enjoyed this album. So it's a good one. Dude. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So, Alex, who or what is your dude? It's something I finished today, and it's Shira and the Princesses nice. of Power. I mean, if you're gay, you probably know about this. <laughs> But um, it's a fun cartoon. Like, I say fun cartoon. I cried more than I usually do with cartoons. I don't know. Sometimes, like, especially season four and season five, I cried so much because the stakes just kept getting higher and higher, and then suddenly people started to die, and I was like... This is for children. I mean, yeah, we know, like, that doesn't necessarily mean, like, I've seen quite a few cartoons where, like, people die. And, like, you know, it's part of life. But yeah. still. <laughs> no, it's really good. And it has, a like, it has so many good tropes in it. That's the thing, you know. You have friends to enemies to lovers. You have your favorite trope, which is being, I don't know, one person mind controlled, mind controlled. And the other person breaks through that mind control with the power of love. The best whatever trope. love that is. I mean, in this case, it was friendship it was lesbian love it was normal like hetero like cis love it was, it was all of it, it. Was all of it Amazing. and yeah and it's like sci-fi ish and basically every problem gets solved by the power of friendship and the power of love and the power of working together as a community and you had what i really like about the show is everything they said like, i feel like a lot of times shows especially in the later seasons forget a few things they set up in the beginning mm. which is normal you yeah. lose track of everything which is you know it's how it works but i feel like in this show they did it really well like a lot of things from the earlier seasons get picked up later and get paid off oh, nice. and a lot like some people get a redemption arc some people don't and also the show is just like super funny like there were so many characters where i had to laugh so much especially that one guy he's like a clone and he's he in the middle of it has an existential crisis because he realizes that all his other clones are super evil and he's like what does it all mean <laughs> it was amazing so if you want to see something that's for children so it's funny but also you know very cute it's on netflix just watch it mm -hmm. if you're one of the three people who still has a netflix account <laughs> mm -hmm. no that's fun yeah. absolutely that's also a good recommendation To just sit down and sometimes you need to watch children's shows. Like, honestly, yeah. truly, like, also, like, you know, Avatar, The Last Airbender, like, mm. just, or Korra. So need to, yeah, so yeah. need to get into that. Like, it's so good. Sometimes you need to watch children's shows. Yeah. Do we have other recommendations? Oh, if you want to say, uh, not say something, see something that's more, 
fantasy what the uh i don't know what this is in english probably the prince of dragons or the dragon prince or something probably yeah yeah in german it's the prince der drachen it's also from the um creators of Korra and avatar yes and it's like it's so good I and i'm still waiting it, for like, season four i really need to yeah it's amazing yeah sometimes you just need to watch cartoons honestly like yeah. the ultimate spider-man cartoons i oh, they're my go-to yeah like when i don't know what to watch i just like put those on and like mm. you have to laugh like They really, really hit Spider-Man out of the park mm. with this one because, like, he's quippy as fuck. That was really yeah. funny. I'm watching Clone Wars right now. Yeah. I recommend <laughs> that to a lot of people. But, like, if you're not into Star Wars, then you probably won't like it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> probably not. No. That's no, good, though. It's really good. Not always. Sometimes it's kind of boring. I'm not going to lie. Mm. And then I remember this is for children and maybe they yeah. are into this. But you know, no, it's really good. They're also yeah. very TNG approach of something very big happens and we will never talk about it again ever. <laughs> so I was sometimes I'm really confused because I'm like, shouldn't no, 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 they shouldn't. Okay, no. well then, and sometimes <laughs> moving on. That's what they do. Yeah, they move Just on. Like, and sometimes like people die in one episode and then they're there in the next one. <laughs> so I'm like, ah, like that happened twice already, and I was like, yeah. I'm sure I did not imagine this. <laughs> Like seasons later, sometimes when they're just yeah, there. maybe they also like forget that the character is death, like dead, you know. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, also, yeah. They have mm. the best names for characters. So. That's true. What's his name again? Oppressor. Savage. Savage. Oppress. <laughs> He's evil. Who would have thought? <laughs> What? Yeah. And one guy, his name is Onakon. <laughs> <laughs> Does he look like a snake? No, he's, you oh. know, the aliens, which, like, have the really dark eyes and, like, the funny, f like, formed head with, like, the the antenna. And then they have mm. the weird hands with, like, the yeah. suction cups at uh, the end. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he's one, one of those. Yeah. Anaconda. Anaconda. My Anaconda don't. don't. Yeah. <laughs> so, do we have other recommendations? Oh, now that I'm looking at it, like, something from it. Like, if you want to watch a fun fantasy cartoon for adults, watch Legends of Legend of Fox Machina. Obviously, yeah. It's yeah, really, they're really already, good. Yeah, and they're already producing season two. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Also, definitely watch Lower Decks. Like, Oh, yeah. Really if good. you haven't already. Like, it's so funny. Yeah. Alex's But parents yeah. love it. Yeah. Like, in the beginning, they didn't. And then, you know, the first I watched the first six episodes with them and I could mm. see that they really weren't into it because they didn't get it. And now it's the only show my parents ask about. We're like, when will this next season be done? I'm like, soon. Yeah. Soon. <laughs> soon. We have a trailer. Yeah. Mm, also, there's a Baymax show coming out on oh, Disney yes. Plus on the 29th of June. It's probably going to be a lot of fun. I hope so. Hmm. So yeah, there's a lot of there's like a lot of like, you know animation don't, is yeah. a genre for everyone. Everyone it's not can watch like, animated stuff. Yeah, the thing is, like animation isn't even a genre; it's a medium. Like, don't yes. listen to the stupid people at the Oscars who are like, "Yeah, you have to endure animations because of your kids." No, like, quick rant here. Like, one of the nominated movies this year was it was nominated in multiple categories. Was an animated story retell like telling of a real life stories of refugees. And yeah. then the people at the Oscars, I don't know, even probably, I think it was Amy Schumer who made this joke, which is just top of the iceberg. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, like you just had like, and they were like, yeah, you have to endure animation because it's like, a, shut up. Like animation can have, like, obviously it's so multifaceted. It's yeah. so, uh, it's so true. yeah, there's it's a true. lot out there. 
so watch it yeah if you want to cool so <laughs> that was great <laughs> yeah we like to recommend and recommend things uh, definitely like i if i can make all my friends watch the stuff i'm watching at the mm. moment that's heaven because then yeah. i can always talk to people about stuff because yes. usually you and me we don't watch stuff at, like we <laughs> end up watching the same stuff but we do not watch it at the same time no which is interesting so we talk nope. about things mm. in you know yeah But it makes sense, though, because we already watch a lot of stuff, like, in the evening, obviously, yeah. together. So that's the stuff we watch together. And then, you know, yeah. and like, we just watch other things. Because then we would be like, oh, let's watch one episode every evening. And then we're back into that, you know. Yeah, it's like rut. Yeah. That's true. And then we don't finish it, which has happened multiple times. <laughs> uh, sometimes we finish stuff. We finished the Orville, for example. We did. But we didn't finish Marvel's Runaways. No. We didn't finish Once Upon a Time, which I like. I know it's it's the, like it isn't good anymore in season four, and it only goes downhill from there. <laughs> we didn't finish. What else did we start watching? <laughs> yeah, I still have to finish that because the last. Oh, I still have to watch Miraverse, <sighs> and that's two Miraverse episodes, not just one, two. That's 90 minutes. I cannot. Yeah. <laughs> 90 minutes too many. To, yeah. Ugh. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> I was like, what comes now? Uh, yeah. If you have recommendations, maybe for animated stuff, mm -hmm. you can you can send them our way and we can be like, here, we got a recommendation. We're going to share it with everyone. Now, you can do that via email at deep.space.com at gmail.com I almost said deep.space.gmail um, <laughs> and both on Instagram and on Twitter under deep underscore space underscore gay with yes. only one A only, only one gay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and now there's only one thing left to say and that thing is please stay safe during the summer heat and mm. also COVID non-existent Masnam. And maybe the apple, the, not apple, the monkey pox or how they're called. I think monkey pox, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's good. Like, we're... I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe in a, in a month we're all monkey monkeys. Who knows? I don't know how that works. So. <laughs> I don't know either. Okay. Yeah. Um, so And also stay sane. <laughs> and then we will see you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>